0: Hello and welcome to Rail in China's very first episode. This episode is recorded in June 14, 2022. Today we're going to talk about what is the main content of this new podcast. For many years, we've been asked for a complete overview of the Chinese railway scene. So here it is. This new program includes highlights and hotspots for everything to do with railways right through from modern traction to heritage lines. For more details, please take a look at www.chinarealstory.com As we all know that China enters the, as we say, the um, industrial revolution in quite a late time. So The railway culture in China is not as good or as developed as that in western countries or in Japan for example but there is something very unique about China railway that is the railway is closely associated with politics in the very beginning of the 19th century you see when the England has got railway all over the country China has only got the first railway made by a Chinese engineer called Zheng Tianyou. And at that time, it was still in the Qing Dynasty. It's not even in in the nowadays country of China, People's Republic of China, but it's at the previous dynasty. The reason for such a late construction of the first railway in China is because that the emperors are not willing to accept Western technology so this is uh, highly political because they think the train and the railway is not invented by china in fact it's from western countries so they have some uh, inner resistance to this thing and coming down to the 1950s to the 1960s after the establishment of the people's republic of china the new governments need to have some big infrastructure program and that includes railway. at the very beginning of this country's birth they need to build a lot of railway to promote the transportation within the country so we have loads of railways in construction such as Chengdu to Chongqing Railway such as Baoji to Chengdu Railway and more importantly the difficulty of constructing these roads is really high because they're all located in the very depths of mountains. And these mountains are really rugged and uh, lifeless, to be honest. Lifeless, I mean, so people, uh, it's, it's really hard for people to build these lines. But there's one thing that's very advantages of the People's Republic of China when it first gets started. It's people. They unite together to work for the same goal, whether by means of uh, collaboration or by means of um, communism, you know. Um, So they work together as soldiers to build the new railway in the 1950s to the 1960s. So we have got these lines. These lines are what we call as heritage lines and this is what Chinese rail fans like the most. And coming to the 2000s, the new millennium. The China Railway is thinking about how to be faster in the new age because you know China has lots of people about 6 about sorry, about 1 billion to be honest. 1.5 billion people in China. But the average speed of railway in China in 2000 is only 40 kilometers an hour that is obviously too slow so in order to make in order to make um, people's travel faster China is thinking about how to make their railway faster so in 2005 they talked with several companies including of upfront uh, Siemens in Germany and uh, and some Japan companies, they would have, uh, have a trade on the EMU trains, which is significantly faster than the traditional train, train. Okay, so in 2008, just before the Beijing Olympics, the first high-speed railway in China has its opening ceremony, and the highest speed can reach 350 kilometers an hour and i think that's very interesting that's one of the very interesting aspects of china railway because it's a mixture of fast train and slow trains the slow trains uh, like for example it may take six hours to go for 200 kilometers whereas for fast trains it will go to 200 kilometers within an hour or even less than an hour so that's very interesting about Chinese Railway you can see the most developed train in the world and also the most underdeveloped train in the world and that gives us a special perspective in a sociological point of view because people take the high-speed railway is relatively richer and most of them are from cities whereas uh, in these slow trains you will see people dressing not tightly they would dress uh, they would not uh, care about their dressing and they usually take the pigs pe- the chickens on the train which mm, to some extent it fits the train's overall atmosphere like people are always talking with each other in a friendly manner so that's one of the most interesting part of chinese rowing and the aim of this podcast is to introduce to you the most fascinating things about Chinese Railway. Why is that? Because in the platform, there's so many so many Chinese information about Chinese Railway. However, only little English versions exist on the internet. So my aim is to spread the Chinese Railway culture to more people because it definitely worth it. Chinese railway culture is very unique in the world. So in the following podcast, I hope you will enjoy this new program. And if you have anything you want to ask or you want to contact, please send email to posts at ChinaRealStory.com or visit chinarailstory.com Thank you very much for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.